Welcome to Art Throb, where you'll find inquisitive conversations between Art Throb host Kate Savage and artists, writers, performers, producers, and artistic entrepreneurs about their work and all things arts related. Get to know who's doing the work, who's making the arts happen, and who's keeping them exciting and accessible. Gain an insider's view through these exchanges and a glimpse into the wonder-filled world of creative individuals. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Arts Connect podcast, Artthrob. I'm Kate Savage, your host, and today I have two guests on my show that I'm really excited about, Anna Melendez and Jenny Level. Up until recently, Anna and Jenny were total strangers to each other, with no real reason to ever cross paths. However, through a serendipitous set of circumstances, they wound up becoming collaborators on an extraordinary little story about a cat named Sammy. Jenny wrote the story, Sammy had been her cat, and Anna did the pen and ink illustrations, one drawing for each page. But what's really cool about Anna is that she's only 12 years old and is a student in the sixth grade at Paris Middle School. Anna's been developing as an artist since a young age, working in many mediums, including clay, mixed media, drawing in various styles from manga portraits to black ink landscapes, and also realism. She also plays the clarinet in the school band and softball with the Paris Greyhounds, so quite a well-rounded young woman. This book was her first illustration project. Now, Jenny Level, I've known for many years. What some may not know is that she was the original founder, editor, and publisher of Ace Magazine some 35 years ago. I know this because I used to write the odd arts piece for her way back when. Jenny's always been interested in the arts, in particular the written word, and has had a love of paper along with the old-fashioned ways of printing and binding. Although Sammy was Jenny's cat, she's had many. Right now she lives with two, or is that the other way around, Jenny? Do they live with you? Anyhow, also an Airedale dog so definitely qualifies as an animal-loving person. So with that said, let's just jump right out there because I'm really eager to hear about how this collaboration came about. So Jenny, how did you find Anna? Well, I wrote the story in about three or four days. It was right after Sammy passed away and I didn't cry. I just said, I've got to write about him. And so I sat down at my computer and I started the story and I'd had a pet psychic interpret Sammy for me and I knew that he had started out on in a family that w- wasn't ready to have him part of, keep him as part of the family and dropped him off so that was what I'd heard but anyway the story starts there and I find him and and I wrote the story and I said, well, we've got to illustrate it. It's got to be a children's story. And I put an ad out, wrote up a flyer, and got a couple of responses, one of which was Anna's mother, Alice. And Alice um, said, my daughter can do this. And I said, great, and let me send you the story. So they both read the story, and Anna responded to me with an adorable 
house, the tall green house. And it's much better than my house, but it's very similar in style and everything. And it was like, you nailed it, Anna. You really did. You had so many great drawings. So where did you actually put the flyers or the ads, Jenny, before I ask Anna how daunted she was by the prospect of this assignment? How did you publish that? Did you take a classified ad or what? No, it wasn't a classified ad. It was a flyer. And I put it up at UK. Anna, do you know where your mom found the flyer? Um, We found it at the library, the public library. Okay, so you old-fashioned way, Jenny, just distributed right. a few flyers. Distributed a flyer, okay. yeah. So, Anna, here you are, sort of given this assignment with Jenny to illustrate her short story. Well, not even really a short story because there are 28 pages to the story and therefore 28 illustrations, which is a huge undertaking. Did you realize what you were signing off on when you agreed to do this? Well, I mean, I knew what I was going to do. I just didn't think that I would do that many drawings. I knew I'd have to do a lot. I just didn't expect, like, the amount that I did, you know. But I, it was um, worth it. Oh, okay. It was pretty close to what I was expecting would happen. Are you an animal lover yourself? Yes, yes. I've had many animals. I've had, you know, raccoons, a turkey. I have chickens currently and our two dogs. Okay, so here you are, sort of signed up by your mother. Jenny's agreed to work with you, and you've got the story, and you are looking at how to be inspired and produce illustrations for 28 pages. And as I said, you've done a drawing for each page. How long did this take you? three, four months probably to finish all of the drawings. And some of them I did have to redo. And, you know, with so many other things like in school going around, it probably did take a little longer because I couldn't just focus on the drawings. It was pretty close to the start of a new school year, different like school activities. As you were saying in the beginning, I'm in softball band. So I do a lot of things like that. So I had a few other things to focus on while I was illustrating. Fall break too and Christmas yeah. and Thanksgiving and yeah, so there's a lot of breaks that had to be taken. So I do think if it was maybe like later in the or earlier in the school year, like in fifth grade, I could have probably finished it faster. Well, I think even three or four months to produce original, unique, and really clever. I mean, some of these drawings, I have a couple of favorites. I love the one with Latifa reading the cat's thoughts. That's a charming illustration. And then the another one that really tickled me is the one with the big, big ruler that is measuring this cat that's sort of taking us a long stretch because he's grown so much. And these are, these are clever, Anna. Did you find the story inspiring? Yeah, actually, when I was first reading it, a lot of, like, before I really actually got the job, a lot of the pages that I read, the words, they kind of just, like, like put in my mind, like, immediate pictures that I knew I wanted to do for it and that I knew would match the words really well and the image, or my image would match the words really well. So I did stick with those plans from the beginning when I read them. So a lot of what was in the book actually inspired me to do the drawing that I did because it was just the first thing that popped up in my head that would match the page the best. And then I sort of like, 
you know, detailed it, added things, or took away things to what I thought would make it better. That's pretty much how I got my drawings. And do you have a favorite? I would say the tall green house or the witch. The witch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, talk a little bit about the witch, Jenny, because actually there are several mean characters in this story that pick on poor old Sammy. Well, they're based on on true threats, but they didn't follow through on the threats. But I had some very unhappy neighbors who didn't want a cat roaming around the neighborhood and threatened to, one neighbor threatened to poison and the other neighbor threatened to relocate him out in the country. Those happened to be crimes. You know, they're cruelty to animals, which is a class D felony. And that has to do with poison and relocating. I thought it would be really funny. I have a collection of Halloween witches and I brought one to meet with Anna to show it to her. And that's exactly what the witch looks like in the drawing. This was around Halloween when we got together, when Anna was working hard on all of them. That, that's where the witch came from. And But they were very upsetting threats that weren't neighborly. It just wasn't right. Mm-mm. Well, and it seems as if this cat certainly used up his nine lives. He did. He did. He had lots of antics. Tell a little about the story, Jenny. Well, he starts out being relocated, and then he's found by a nice lady who calls me, calls Jenny, and Jenny comes to get him. And then we uh, uh, introduce him to the household, and he's still quite a kitten. And then Latifa came because the cats had trouble, cats that already had had trouble with him. And Latifa came to talk to the cats and talk to them about expanding the family. And Latifa said, his name is Sam. And that's how he got his name. I'd been calling him Mo before. And um, <laughs> so he got his name, Sammy, and he grew to be a big cat. He weighed 19 pounds and oh my. he would lumber around and just, he, he explored the neighborhood. He lived to go outside. He did. He loved it outside. And he found a lady up the street who loves cats. And he would hang out with her in her backyard some. You know, we get into all that in the story. Yeah. There were safe houses for him. Do you actually consider this to be a children's story, in fact, Jenny? I do. Do you, Anna? On, I would say from the age range of about third grade um, up to fourth or maybe first to fourth actually because I do know that when I was in you know fourth and fifth we were reading more of chapter books but if it does have like a certain theme or lesson then the school would then we would probably read it so I would say first to third so definitely children's book yeah it's about love and caring and being accepted and trusting and coming home and being happy to be home. There were recurring themes, Jenny, that I picked up on, just as you said. The things like second chances, things like love 
and hope. And trust was a big one too. And was that deliberate on your part? Were you conscious to consciously trying to write a story that would highlight those issues for people? Mm-hmm. I did, and but so much of it was based on a true story. I'm much more of a journalist than a fiction writer, but I discovered from this book how powerful it can be to use fiction because you can just make it up. It can do anything you want it to do. That was my observation in the story. Well, and but it sounds as if you took a few liberties, but I only did. because you had to fill in the background when he went missing and you had to f- sort of figure out what you thought might have happened before he came back. Yeah. But you do stress the fact that, that this is based really on true life. Mm-hmm. And that although some of it's fiction, it's only where you've had to fill in the blanks. Exactly. And I think as a result, it does have some strength in the reality of issues like love, hope, and despair at one point. He gets mm. a little bit frightened and lost and not sure how he's going to get back to the people who love him. And and also rather charmingly, I think he realizes that all the love his owner, i.e. you, Jenny Level, have been showering him with, he kind of has been not disdainful, but he's been uncomfortable accepting or returning that love. And now he's lost and it's minus whatever it is, Mm -hmm. temperature-wise. He gets to realizing that that was kind of good stuff and he wants to get back to you. It's, it's a charming little story. It's one that, you know, is told over and over and over again in terms of the actual theme. But you've got your own little special spin on it. And I think Anna's illustrations are so charming. Are really special. It, they are special. Mm-hmm. Yes. Anna, it must have been quite a thrill for you to see it actually come together. Yeah, it was um very exciting. Like when I, Jenny first gave me my copy of the book, um, I still have it. It's on my shelf actually. I have it with the rest of my books. I have a few other ones on the shelf. Well, it was like, it was like a lot different seeing it all put together than just like having it drawn with the words in mind. It looked like completely different because like you're actually seeing it on the pages. You're flipping through. It's just like a different experience. Jenny, you aren't actually doing anything very conventional in terms of publishing this book. You are doing your own binding, and it's a very limited edition. Talk about how you first learned to bind books and why you're going this route. I remember when I first talked to you about this, you said, oh, I don't care if I don't sell any copies. And that's kind of an enviable position to be in as a writer. It's very fortunate. The first run was 23 copies, and that was it. And I had ordered some paper, and I still haven't finished binding all of them. I printed at the King Library Press with Paul Holbrook and loved their work, and I love the independent publishers of rare books, such as Gray Zeitz and Paul Holbrook and David Elvin and 
Jonathan Green. All these people are small publishers. And the work at the King Library Press is they do the letterpress production, which I have not gotten into because I've, I've got a background in desktop publishing and printing. I'm used to printing through a printer. So anyway, I uh, have a little contraption that I can drill the holes for the book with. And uh, I design a pattern and put the, the contents of the book in the, in the contraption and lock it down with some clamps and drill. And then I sew the stitching of the book and it's done. And I've been using decorative papers to cover it. And their uh, botanical is the theme of this one because Sammy was outdoorsy and brown. He was a brown tabby. Would it be true to say that you're using an old-fashioned way of putting this book together between the hand binding and the way that you're printing? It's in the tradition of Japanese book binding. There are panels that the book lies in and the stitching is on the exterior, not on the interior, which is what books in the Western world are. Whereas the Japanese, it's it's bound on the exterior. And how did you learn to do this, Jenny? At the King Library Press. At the King Library Press. And they, they helped me, you know, they, they just love it when people come and want to apprentice with them and... I enjoyed every minute of it, and they set me up at home. And one of my pandemic projects was binding a rare manuscript called Backstreets and Pine Trees by Clay Lancaster. And I got that printed up and um, designed into an eight and a half by 11 book. It's a, it's a, it's so I sold 100 copies of it proudly. So once people have had an opportunity to hear you speak about this book and they are intrigued about Anna's illustrations and they are clamoring for a copy, how can they actually get a copy? And are you looking to limit the number that you do, in fact, produce? There'll be a second printing if I think that I can distribute around 100 of them. And I think I probably can if I try, if I work on it. But it's small. It's small. I'm not interested in thousands of books because I like the art of it. You know, the creativity and shopping for the papers and the feel of the paper and, you know, all of that is, is exciting. And the stitching of the binding. Inspiring, and yeah. Being, being really grassroots involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can see that. I mean, it, you make it sound very tactile, which it, it probably is. And from being the creator of the story and the carer of the cat to putting the final flourishes and finishing touches on on the actual book, binding it, must be very rewarding as a completed project, Jenny, I would think. It is. It's a beautiful, you know, you think, oh, look what I did. And, you know, I've been getting excited over print things for the last 35 years since I've known you from the ACE days. Exactly. So. Well, Anna, are you still planning on 
continuing to offer your services as an illustrator? I think maybe like when I'm older, but right now it took like a lot of effort and time. So I think this might have just been like the one time thing for now, at least um, until I, I might change my mind later. Just probably right now where softball season is just now starting up. Uh, marching band is in July. I don't think I'll be able to do it like right now, maybe in like another year or so. Do you have a favorite medium you like to work in? I listed several that apparently. Yeah, probably have- just, you know, like pen to paper or or pencil to paper. Yeah. Not clay or fiber or any of that. That's just. No, I do do all of those. Like I have a bunch of clay work and stuff, but I think just like my favorite would probably just be, you know, sketching out a drawing. Also, I really do like realism as well. And like how abstract I do like abstract a lot too, because you can just do whatever and then it can be art. Absolutely. Well, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. You don't have to stay in the lines. That's for sure. Yeah. Do you doodle? Do you find that you doodle? Yes, in class, like on our work, I definitely do doodle a lot, actually. Good. Mm-hmm. I bet they're fun to look at. They're fun to do, especially like when you finish your work or you're just bored and, you know. Yeah. yeah. So in the collaboration, did you work independently? Basically, Jenny, you passed it to Anna and, and let her have free reign, or were there specific images? The story was written uh, before I met Anna, and I uh, laid it out on every paragraph on a page, and I gave Anna a copy of the illustration-free book. So she had every page to read the paragraph and interpret the artwork, and that's how she did it. We, we met twice. Uh, once at my house and once at Kentucky Native Cafe, which is in the neighborhood. She didn't require a lot of coaching. And you didn't really give her any specifics. You just gave her free reign. Yeah, we, we, we discussed what what could go there, what could be drawn on each page. Yeah, but she had free reign. Yeah. Jenny, what's in store for you? Are you planning another book or is that it? I might write a book about a bad dog. Oh, no. <laughs> Is that one you've got? No, she's bad. <laughs> she's a nasty pants. We'll see. I've got I've to have some twists and turns, and I'm still thinking about it. I think you might be on a roll here of animal stories. They, animal certainly, stories, they yeah. certainly can provide you with unlimited material. I have two dogs. And uh, there's lots of short stories that could be written about them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anna, do you write? Do you have any idea about writing about any of your dogs? I don't know. Probably not. I'm not really the writing type. I don't write a lot. And if I did, I wouldn't know what to write about with my dogs because you know, I just I'm not exactly sure what I would write about with them, like a short story or anything, because they're pretty good. They're um awesome dogs you know that's all dogs are I just don't know what I would write about well maybe you have well-behaved dogs I have one that's well-behaved and one that isn't and certainly the relationship between the two creates a story in and of itself their interactions 
I also have two cats, so I can relate to the Sammy story very easily. Mm-hmm. And I, I have just really found the story delightful, Jenny. And you. Anna, your illustrations brought it to life in a charming way, really. Thank you. Just lovely illustrations. And the fact that you are so young and being able to produce such professional work, really, and have the imagination to respond to the story in this way, really, it's very impressive. And I can't thank you both enough for being my guest today. I've enjoyed speaking to you both. And I have too. I don't know, Jenny, if there's any way that somebody might be interested in purchasing if there is a way they can contact you or. Yes. um, Contact me at jkl at qx.net. And I'll put that on the podcast too. There'll be a reference to that so people can find it there if they didn't have a pencil handy when you spoke it. So we have run out of time, but as I said, thank you both for being my guest today. I've enjoyed speaking to you. Love being with you, Kate. Good luck with the rest of the run and make sure one of those books is earmarked for me. Will do. Okay. Thank you so much. For more information about this and other Art Throb podcast conversations, visit the Art Throb page at www.artsconnectlex.org.